pops tripping. He wants me to ask for my brisket back. You know I wouldn't trip. What brisket? You know, the brisket I left at your house, man. That's my brisket, punk. Oh, hi. I'm James Moore. I'm John Lathrop. My name is Alden Garza. What's up, my dudes? I'm Jan. <laughs> I just took Alden's spot because obviously he doesn't know what his little little intro is supposed to sound like. And together we're the co-hosts of the Grab Him and the Brisket podcast. And I don't know if you guys know what podcasts are, but they're like mini TV episodes for your ears. Mm. Let that soak in, guys. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Wow, so now we're patronizing people that are listening to our podcast. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, if you want to turn the volume up, turn it to the right. If you want it to go down, turn it to the left. Up and down. Okay, like, where the hell have you been, man? <laughs> <laughs> you guys probably know us from our smash hits, Meth Gator and Tailgate Gravy. Man, I am excited to bring you this next episode that we really haven't come up with a name yet because, I mean, quite frankly, we're still recording it right now. Yeah, guys, how's it going? How's y'all's week been? John, you want to go? It's just pretty short anyways. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say. I haven't done a whole lot. I've been cleaning house all week. That's about it. I will say your garage looks phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. Yes, I made it to where my wife could park in the garage. (laughs) That's That's awesome. That was my goal this week. I saw your kid get in the car and drive off earlier. Isn't that weird? I was a little terrified. It's it's so weird, but he did go get ice for my beer, so I'm that ecstatic. makes it less weird. Yes, he was on a mission, dude. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I literally was like, kind of glanced over. I kind of walked a little further into the grass versus the <laughs> sidewalk. I was like, I'm not gonna right? get hit. This he kid was is... like what ten or eleven when you met him, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It is weird. Alden, how was your week? Uh, week's been good, man. Got some uh, good fortune today, actually. Okay. Thanks to our our guys over here, our our podcast members, James Moore. He's, he's big time on the Twitters and stuff like what, that. What? So, so no, I had a uh, I'd bought a pair of Ariat, Ariat boots in December. Basically, wore a hole through those things in six months. Okay, souls just gave out. <clears throat> souls just gave out. Thing was, I bought the identical pair that I had before, which almost lasted me almost six years. So I was talking to James about it. He's like, you know what we can do? We'll just go to their customer service. And shout out to Ariat's customer service, man, because they were diligent and in their stuff. Dude, they were awesome, dude. Yeah. They, they sent me a, a – dude, you tell the story. They, you, they, you, they responded pretty quickly right away. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I at them on Twitter. And I don't like to try to at people a whole lot, uh, especially, you know, some of these people like Ariat or whatever. But, I mean, if you have a problem – and instead of like you know calling into their customer service like sometimes and i'll tell you guys that are listening sometimes it's easier to maybe just like drop them at like hey not really happy with this quality that i received and that's a big key i'll tell you guys anybody out there that tries to approach a company like whether you got your weber messed up or Ariat, you know your boots wore out or maybe you went to a restaurant and you got shitty service so kind of a tip for you guys is like i mean you you can at them social uh, media wise but don't be a dick just be polite express your frustration a little bit almost kind of passive aggressive I'm, I'm not saying you go you know whatever but kind of just let them know like hey love you guys but this sucks and that's kind of what i did with Ariot, and they, they responded immediately and it's like hey we're, we're sorry about that Shoot me some pictures. Give me your details. Let me know what your info sure. is. Sure. And I mean, I had legit problems with my boots. You know, it wasn't something I was just trying to get get one over on somebody. You know what I mean? I walked through those things in six months. And, you know, one of the questions they asked was, like, how often do you wear your boots? And my response was, it shouldn't matter. You know what I mean? In six months, you shouldn't be able to walk a hole through your soul. Uh, unless you're an Aerosmith song, which is a good song, by the way. Well, yeah. We are in Texas, right? This is Texas. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We are in Texas, and I, I mean, I wear them, I wear them a lot. But uh, like I say, shout out to Ariat. They went above and beyond what they probably needed to, and they sent me a, a fresh pair of boots, man, the same boots that I probably won't wear ever. <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I may, I may bottle those things. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What's no, you wear so. <laughs> Need to wear them. Yeah, kind of like our uh, our buddy Rich O'Toole. He he dropped a tweet out like earlier this week. Is like, never look down at somebody unless you're looking down to check out their boots. I was like, oh, that's pretty tight. <laughs> yeah. I like that. 
That is nice. That is solid. It, it, I'm not gonna lie. First, I, th- I thought you said boobs. We said boots. And I was like, <laughs> I got a fresh pair of boobs. Okay, boots. Today. That makes better sense. <laughs> My I eyes are up enough. here, Rich. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, boots for sure. Yes. So don't be creeping. You know, <laughs> eyes up here. That's funny. What's well, solid? You got a brand new pair of boots. That's got a brand new so pair of boots. So they're sending you new ones. They're ready. They're they, ready in my garage. They just came oh, today. Snap. Yeah. yeah. I have them. I opened them up. It was like a ray of sunshine just went straight to the moon, oh. just like Twitter does, bro. You know what I mean? So that's great. That's yeah. awesome. So what else is up, dudes? What about you, Jan? I mean, I know you just got back out of town. You you were out of town on a business trip. What is what is the terminology? What 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 do we call this? I'm world traveler? Maybe some say that. You know. Uh, I was out for a little bit in Chicago, Chi Town, great city. Did you try out for the place kicking position while you were there? No, I did not. They're still looking, I think. I didn't. I I tried out for who could drink the most whiskey in one night. (laughs) Pretty much succeeded there. It was good. A couple of cool experiences. Went to a restaurant called Gibson's. Saw Jerry Jones there. That was pretty cool. Hmm. So he was uh, he was there dining. It was probably what night was that? Maybe Monday night or so. Of course, I was at the bar having a few crown of cokes, some uh, crown splash of coke. Really, is what that was. Double crown splash of coke, a little bit of lime. That's my that's my go-to. Were you like cheering like Jerry? Just signed Zeke. Just get <laughs> no, money. I didn't Let's go. I didn't see that. It, he so he come walking by, and I met the bar, and I look over, and I'm like, I know that guy, but I'm like, surely that can't be. No, that's not him. And then my, the bartender, you know, the guy at the bar, he was like, Hey, it's Jerry Jones. You see Jerry? And I'm like, Damn it. That was my chance right there. <laughs> could have gave him some tips. Or he could have gave you tips. Dude, I'd have got tased on the way over to see him probably. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, you probably can't even get that close. No. Was he surrounded by bodyguards? Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't, I don't, know. He like like a couple people with him, you know. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, was kind of ta- my... With uh, tasers, I'm sure. <laughs> probably with tasers. <laughs> Jer- Jerry seems like he's probably crazy enough where he's like, no, I don't need bodyguards. You just got to stay home. I'm going to go to this restaurant. Carry my own pistol. I don't know why I start sounding like Ross Perot. Is that how he talks? <laughs> I don't think it's how he talks that's either. So good. Uh, no, I think that is how he talks. Yeah. Every time I see him, I'm going to hear that yeah. voice. It's like, uh, what's the... Uh, what's, Ross what's, 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 So I had that, and then Tuesday night, I was, of course, still in Chicago having fun. A little place called Hub City. You know, it was a little private venue that we did. Ironically, they, they served barbecue, which, let me tell you, is disgusting barbecue is what they served and i know for them they put it together and they it looked good but so you know when you eat beef jerky mm-hmm. right that flavor you get where something's been cured mm-hmm. you know just salted that's the flavor what's well, it's the like the teriyaki flavor beef mm-hmm. jerky you know what i mean yes that was the that's flavor the worst of one. the brisket mm-hmm. it was not that good sounds really bad <laughs> it was not good <laughs> at all that i was just like what do you say to this You're like i just they're like hey i said no nope, i'll have more salad please thanks I sort of say salad. When yeah. you pass on brisket for a salad, yes. something yeah. is wrong. Speaking of that, what, what was up with the picture of that brisket they put on Pasadena's flyer? Because that stuff looked disgusting. Yeah, it wasn't their best photo. No. Yeah, I, I mean, they obviously didn't consult us for their media and their photos that they, they put well, out. Well, and that was the other thing. Releases. So I, I want to tell Sean, you know, or whoever's sharing it, like, that's not our brisket. Just. Just so you know, you know, before Warren, yeah. that's not our brisket. Like, and just for you guys listening at home or in your car or at the gym on the treadmill, just like. Yeah, there's probably some people that are just like jogging, jogging. listening to this, I think. They're right jogging, now. exercising, listening to a barbecue, yeah. like yeah. funny podcast. That's happening. Like, just go, run, get it, man. You can get that you extra mile. You got a you piece of brisket it. right or there. Don't, don't do it. Like the guy stop. from Dodgeball, right? <laughs> just stop off at the grocery <laughs> store. Yes, go into that 7 Eleven, get you a Slurpee. <laughs> yes. Or just go to the grocery store, pick you up that brisket and that six-pack of beer, and just go to the house and just smoke it. Six-pack. You're going to need more than a six-pack. I'll tell you that right now. I was being conservative there. I actually had a really good good time this week. We met with a lot of a lot of cool people. And then um, oh, something else I did this weekend, or this week that was pretty cool. At this hub city, the garage doors opened up after our private party, and we walked in to like the regular portion where they had other people there dining and drinking, whatever. They had karaoke happening, right? Which is pretty awesome. Nice. But karaoke behind a real band. Really? So a oh. real band played, drums, guitar, bass. That's awkward. You go up, and you're the lead singer for that band. They'll play whatever song you want to play. The words are down on the screen. 
How cool is that? Did you do it? No. You're right. I was going to do it. Sounds pansy. I know. You could have been a rock star for a night. I was a rock star. Sounds fantastic, dude. I just, first of all, my nerves got the little best of me. Oh, come on, man. A couple of my bosses were there, or one of my bosses was there. They would have loved it. They probably would have. I just just didn't want to, I don't know. I just didn't want to do it. So, I, that, yeah, that was that was my uh, week. And then I flew back in uh, yesterday, and it was horrible, miserable, and sober. So, I'm glad I'm drinking today, though. That's good. I could tell you a point in time in Jan's life that he probably would have just stormed the stage and just been like, <laughs> give me that microphone. I can think of multiple, multiple instances where he rolls into a bar. One in particular, I think, where are you guys at? You were with I was at a place. I was in a bachelor party. Yeah, bachelor party. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we walked into a place. It was called a Stomp. And this is we, in Texas. Yeah. We had been drinking since uh, right about 7 o'clock in that morning out on the lake. A bunch of guys. We had jet skis. We had boats. We were barbecuing. I mean, it was just, it was pretty, pretty great. But the alcohol was plentiful. We got back, took showers. So we all went to this restaurant. There's probably 25 of us, right? We sit down at this huge tables everywhere. We're taking up like a quarter of the restaurant. One guy stands up and he orders for everybody, which is weird. But everybody got twice baked baked potatoes and uh, ribeye steak with green beans. Let me tell you, I, when you don't, when you drink all day and you get your first meal, a really, really solid meal, it was absolutely the best steak I'd ever had in my life at that point, you know, just because, well, I hadn't ate in 16 hours and uh, I just drank probably. So, I noticed that they had some music going on, and I was like, oh, look at this. This is karaoke. You know, and I made a couple of comments, uh, but I, my comments probably came out as slurs. You know what I mean? Because there wasn't a whole lot useful stuff coming out of me, you know. Like episode uh, three slurs? Like episode three. <laughs> so I stand up, and I, I grab my drink, and I, I walk up to the stage, and there's, there's two girls standing on the stage, and they're fixing to, to start, right? And, and the, the music starts to play. I was like, Man, I think I know this song. I, I couldn't place it yet, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just stepped on the stage and grabbed the mic. And this is what I'm hearing right now. And a part of me is really starting to like, I know this song, but I don't know this song, right? I know it, but I don't know it. And these two girls, they're, they're kind of already dancing on, on stage. And so I, I reach over, I pat one of them on the shoulder and i take the mic right and she's like she just kind of gives it up she doesn't really know she doesn't know me or anything else but i'm sure she's got family or she had a boyfriend or a husband sitting out there somewhere right get that drunk guy off the stage no they don't say that they just hand the mic over then i politely shove one of them out of the way right you politely politely just (laughs) just directed them i got in the middle of them basically right and so now we're a uh, sort of a duet it's a uh with three people what is that That'd be like a a trio. 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 We're yeah. a trio, right? Uh, so once a song starts, I'm like, "Oh shit! This is uh, this is this is Madonna. This is like a virgin, right?" So I, you know, I'm already up there, so I, I go all in. I mean, I I don't go just a little bit. I go 150 percent into this song. <laughs> I am singing at the top of my lungs. I, I am dancing. I am, I am doing things that probably no you know person should do on on stage, especially drunk that way. And well, it's not like I have the greatest you know body or, or whatever, right? So yeah, I am I am doing stuff that I think I never probably will do again. I'm singing. I'm dancing. Uh, at the very end of this, I go down to my knees. Right? I am basically belting out. I'm on my knees. I'm singing. The song ends. I have a standing, I have a standing ovation from the entire place. Like kids are standing on chairs, crazy. You brought the house uh, down. I brought the house down. Yeah, and you know, I made ass of myself a little bit, but were you like, I'm signing autographs later, guys? So I'll be in the corner. <laughs> so it was weird. I got stopped. I was trying to go back to the table, and somebody stopped me. You know, and she's this lady goes, she's like, oh my god, that was so great. You know. I'm like, oh, thanks. And then another person's like, hey, man, way to go. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. I kept walking. I got high fives all the way through the restaurant and, yeah. and bar, right? And then I sit down, and then the whole table, they're not even talking to me, really. They're, like, looking at me like, what 
what are you on? Like, what are you crazy or something? And all they all bust out laughing. It was almost like walking up and hearing crickets, right? Yeah. And then and then and then all of a sudden they busted out and it was good. So yeah, big props to uh, Eldridge family for for that one and, and bringing me on that. But yeah, nice. it was fantastic. Nice, nice. Yeah. awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, at right. some point we gotta get to some business. Yeah, Alden, give them the business. Where we at? Who are oh, we? Man, we're uh, you know you can find us at Twitter. You know at Grab the Brisket. You know, Facebook, we are at Grab Em in the Brisket. Instagram, same. Follow suit at Grab Em in the Brisket. And Gmail, Grab Em in the Brisket at gmail.com. Awesome. Nice. I like how nonchalant. Sweet. All right. All right. Well, well, we have a, a fun episode planned for you guys. And for me, it's like as I go out throughout the work week or the work day, and I won't get into the job and work because, hey, that's all fantastic, air quotes. But. You see stuff all over the internet, and you see stuff that that we go Twitter, and we try to interact with all the fans and all that, and see what's trending. And I saw a few things that kind of popped out in my mind that I'm like thinking, like, okay, let's bring this up to the grabbing the brisket crew, and let's see what they have thoughts on. And one particular, or two particular stories that popped out was, have you guys been following the chicken sandwich war that's going on right now on Twitter? No, I've not. I'm not seen the chicken sandwich war. Is this like between multiple restaurants, or no, is this? It's definitely between multiple restaurants. Okay. So on Twitter, Chick Fil A rolls out a tweet, and basically it was just a basic tweet. There's like bun plus chicken plus pickles equals heart emoji for the original. So basically, they're just saying buns plus chicken plus pickles equals chicken sandwich. We're the original. Okay, I see what they're doing. Heart yeah. emoji. We're the original. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Equals okay. love. Equals. Like, okay. Hey. Yeah. Who doesn't like Chick Fil A? Yeah. Who fired back? Popeyes. Oh. Popeyes this week unveiled their own chicken sandwich. Sandwich. Their own chicken sandwich. Sandwich. Okay. Sandwich. So, Popeyes replied. They retweeted Chick-fil-A's tweet they sent out. Okay. And they said, y'all good to Chick-fil-A? Like, why are you guys out here on social media going, hey, hey, look at this, chicken chicken sandwich, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, basically, Popeye was like, hey, y'all good, fam? I mean, what's what's happening over there? I mean, and then they roll out, I mean, we got our own chicken sandwich here. And so they, they, they roll out their own chicken sandwich, and they roll out this tweet. It was like brioche bun. With this huge ass like Popeye's chicken 18 breast, eighteen pound chicken breast on there. Yeah, yeah. With pickles, buns, all that stuff like that. Now, look, I love Popeye's chicken. Who doesn't? We could probably go into an argument of who has the best fried chicken. No, we probably uh, between us. I don't think we need to argue at all. Popeye's, right? Popeye's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. There's no Done. doubt about it. Yeah. Colonel Sanders ain't coming in the mix. No. no. KFC no. that what. Not, Thirteen not flavors, close. twenty-three flavors, and I, I don't know. Thirteen spices. I don't know. Sure, what the he's doing. Secret spices or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not, not even close. Churches, way on the out. Yeah, on that. I'm sure. not eating churches chicken either. I, so I have not tried Popeye's new chicken sandwich, but you can just imagine their chicken fried breasts that they put out. You yeah. take out the bone, and you just do a chicken breast, throw it on a bun and some pickles and whatever. I mean, honestly, that sounds familiar. That that sounds fantastic. So they, they started chirping, like, oh, hey, we're, we're, we're in the game. This is this is us. And then Chick-fil-A claps back. And then it, it started this whole chicken sandwich war, social media-wise, where everybody starts chiming in, like, uh, these guys have the best chicken sandwich. These guys have the best chicken sandwich. So it, we'll see how, how it goes or how it all plays out. Popeye's apparently gained a shit ton of, like, Twitter followers I'm sure. over this thing. I mean, the, even that video you posted, dude, that was solid, man. Oh, I posted a video with that little the, battle the, they the, had. The Chick-fil-A employees yeah. roll up into a Popeye's chicken yeah. like, uh, hey, man, can I get a chicken sandwich? And they're like, uh, yeah, pull up. And they're like, oh, man, look look at the customer service on this guy. This is horrible. <laughs> and then rolls up. Next thing you know, they, he gets the, the Popeye's chicken sandwich and gets it. He's like, man, he throws it back at him. He's like, break yourself full. And he starts throwing like Chick-fil-A sandwiches back at him. And now they're in the back parking lot. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Awesome. Yeah. 
It reminds me of that. What's the uh, Ron Burgundy? Like when they go to the parking lot, they fight all the news anchors and stuff. That's kind of how that. I picture that whole thing happening. Anchorman, like that. Yeah. yeah. Anchorman, yeah. Anchorman, yeah, 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 for sure. So then you had Wendy's. Okay. Wendy's they had got to, to get in, in there. Wendy's they, had to jump in. They there. have a good chicken sandwich. That number six, though, man. man. At number six, spicy chicken Asiago. sandwich. Oh, oh, that's pretty legit. solid. Yeah. It is pretty solid. So, but it, I, I think they got in trouble. I think they. I think I read somewhere where that's like formed chicken, just you just don't know it. I don't know if that's a real breast. I don't know how that feel about that. Wendy's, the only good thing I know about it is this is dead chicken, so well, I'm going to eat that dead chicken. Tonight, we're recording the podcast, so I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up a couple of chicken sandwiches. I did get Chick-fil-A's spicy chicken sandwich. Not bad. But yeah, I'm going to go on the record good. and say that I think Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is probably a little bit better. It is. Meat-wise, I'm not comparing meat-wise. The flavor... The spiciness with the Wendy's can't beat it. No, you can't beat it. And I'll tell you something else. Chick Fil A. Once you know what they're brining their chicken in, right? You you automatically taste it. And it's not like I don't like it, but it's brined in pickle juice. Mm-hmm. It's brined, and then they it's sure. like a I don't know. It's like and a then salt. you put pickles on it. Yeah, yeah. My my, my favorite mean, chicken sandwich is still the spicy chicken sandwich from McDonald's. I don't know why, but it's it's good. It's a dollar. Mm. <laughs> That is probably the worst. Get some really? fresh fries. No, you have a meal for like four Did bucks, bro. No, I'm telling you right now, you <laughs> just told me exponentially a lot about yourself, right? Your Did character, you? what your your do's, your don'ts, it's like a lot, right there. Thank you. I uh, tweeted out my uh, Twitter page, and I think grabbing the brisket retweeted it. But yeah, I, I saw talk a, about that. Yes. Saw a article. And it looked like it was a McDonald's in the Philippines where they showed this like mountain of a man just sitting there ordering food at this mcdonald's and it, this a little straw. philippine girl that looked like she was probably maybe she was full grown she was full grown this dude was, he was way like full grown seven foot <laughs> and just a mountain and he's ordering but the names tell that's kind of funny about the names yeah that, that's kind of funny to see but in the background is the menu <laughs> and then right off the bat you see mixed spaghetti mixed spaghetti I'm like, mix spaghetti. Spicy McDonald's. McDonald's is rolling out spaghetti in the Philippines. I think they do like like sushi rolls and, and shit like that. Well, some and of like, them do, yeah. Yeah, I think they're doing that. In so on this places. one, it's like you can get you can get a what they call McDo. Looks like fried chicken leg. Yeah, a McDo. It's a do or okay. a spicy McDo. Okay, what's what is the do? Maybe one of the listeners can can explain what a McDo I is. I look this up. A spicy it looks like McDo. a chicken leg, a fried yeah. chicken leg. It's probably like a not chicken though. Uh, and it's yeah. right there on the menu. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I wonder what that dude was going to order. He's going to order probably all of it. That yeah. was a that was a large. He might have ordered a salad. See, that there you go. We can't. might have. We can't judge this. He that was a could've. large human being. Yeah. Or I'm, they I'm may sure have, they getting, may have been small human beings. I'm sure know. he's getting all the McDo's he can get. <laughs> Or the McDonald's. I don't know. Husker do's, Husker do's. Husker do's, Husker Who knows? Oh, Joe Dirt. It's somebody on Twitter like put it out. Like in Japan, they do what what he called little dippers, and they're like little fish bites. It's okay. Like little fried fish bites, almost like the the chicken nuggets that you can get pretty much anywhere. Little fish bites. So little McDippers. And they, they have a wide range of sauces. Like, they have a wasabi sauce nice. that you get. And it looked like one that they had probably looked like a kind of a sweet and sour type dipping sauce that you can go with it. Funny thing about the wasabi, man. I, I go eat at this restaurant. So two things. One is uh, I ordered garlic butter. Right? I say, can you a, a little extra garlic butter? Right? The lady looks at me funny. And then she goes and, she, you know, you get sliced butter. Right, and then they sliced up garlic and they put it on the plate. I was like, "That's not going to work." <laughs> I didn't. I don't want sliced garlic. I went garlic. Look, lady, thank you so much. Second thing was is that their wasabi looked different. Didn't look like it almost like a crust on it or something. I thought it was like a, just a one little thing you eat part of my meal. So I ate the whole thing. I <laughs> melted down, brother. It was some. I was like, who eats just a whole pile of that at one time? Uh, you do. I do. I was an idiot. Yeah. So then, I had, of course, I asked for more. I was like, I need more of that stuff right here. But yeah, yeah, it was my little wasabi wasabi thing. But yeah, so the other other sauces, wasabi's one of them. What was the other ones, James? 
I'm on my uh, Twitter page, and I'm going to go ahead and give a couple of shout-outs. So we got Blake Harper, and he's uh, on Twitter at B-A-H-A-R-P-84, and he's the one that kind of suggested, like, uh, you know, I get it. Large humans next to tiny humans, always Ooh, funny. I see it. But spicy chicken McDo's, do the McSpaghetti's come with McGarlic bread? Lots of blowing McItems in this pick. Uh, love that comment by that guy. Not for sure. Another one was Nick Pastor. And his Twitter handle is at, looks like, Slick Nick Ricky on Twitter. And he goes, go to Japan. They have fish McDippers. Not even joking. And then I went and uh, grabbed a screenshot. And you can see Ooh. little fish McDippers with some wabi, uh, wasabi, wasabi sauce. Wasabi sauce. Actually, so I'm going to do this. I'm ordering some Mick. I'm sure they call it Mick Sabi. Look at that something. guy. Look at that guy. He's a, a large dude. human being. Huge dude. He's got to be eight foot tall. I got to be like four foot tall, too. But I'm going to order Mick Sabi. <laughs> Mick Sabi. Uh, it's, a, it's a McDonald's Sabi. Wasabi sauce. I'm ordering. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it out. I'm if it comes green it. or red, what are you, what are you expecting? Wasabi's right, come green, right? Well, That's, I was like a not from McDonald's. Green. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It could be gravy. They don't have gravy. Now they have gravy. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great. So I guess you'll you'll, you'll repost that on our Twitter or something. Or yeah, no, it's yeah. already been re- reposted. Okay. And it's Good. already out there. I mean, Good, I shot yeah. the picture for all you guys to check out and you can see. Check it out. Make the comments. Look, I'm sure if you go McDonald's all across the world, yeah, they have some crazy, ridiculous stuff that they have on the menu. Plus a secret menu, right? Don't they all have secret menus? They, they all have secret order? menus. Yeah, so. yeah. That's what we'll do. Maybe we'll do like one day where we just go out and just eat a bunch of secret menu shit. And we'll come back and take pictures of it and share it and tell you what it was like. And uh, give you all the crazy names that we have and come up with. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Okay, so another thing that crossed my social media feeds later on this month apparently is going to be Ice Cream Sandwich Day. In preparation to Ice Cream Sandwich Day, Oscar Mayer has dropped their own ice cream sandwich. And it is called the Ice Dog. Is there a weenie inside of it? Opposite of, as you can guess, the, the hot, hot dog. dog. Yeah, for sure. Is that have Oscar Mayer wieners inside of it? It does. It I'm does totally have. Eat it. I'm totally gonna eat it. Candied bits. Good, because we needed we needed somebody to be the first one to try it. I'll try it. Hey, we'll give you a shout out to Oscar Mayer right now, and we'll, we'll send a tweet out to, with the episode, and like, hey, we would like to have one of those things and try it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to give you a little uh, rundown of what's in this ice cream sandwich, and see if it's something that you're still interested in maybe eating. Okay. It has a bun-flavored cookie from One Girl Scout Cookies. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Dude, from depend one, on, what, depend it, on which one article, it is. From a I'm, singular Girl Scout cookie from one... That's what you're saying. Like well, one? It says one Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. But, but well, what is it? Could it be a Thin Mint or a Smolens? No, I think it's called? probably just a, probably a vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla Girl Scout cookie. It's probably. That's a so, cookie, right? It, for sure. Yeah, it's not that, though. It's, uh, okay. it's a bun flavored. Oh. Bun flavored. So it's yeah. basically yeah, bread listen. flavored. One part of Dijon mustard flavored ice cream. Boom. Sign me up. horrible. One part candied hot dog infused sweet cream ice cream. That sounds like a procedure. Sounds like I'm eating ice cream tonight. <laughs> <laughs> procedure. It's candied. No, it's candied infused ice cream, right? It's the candied candy yeah. bits of hot dog. Yeah, perfect. I'm infused. Like candied bacon. Yeah, candy bacon. Well, think about what we're saying here. Yeah, what we're talking about candy. Candied. We're talking about a okay. wiener. Candied wieners. Go. Keep going. I'm getting all this information oh, from the, the Thrillist. I'm the big wiener. www.thethrillist.com. And they did a whole article on this thing. You guys can go check it out at home. The biggest letdown was the mustard ice cream, which, let me tell you, is just a punch of frozen Dijon in your face. It's acidic and spicy and completely permeates every corner of your mouth. This is uh, not... A gently infused light flavor of French's recent mustard ice cream that they came out with. That sounds horrible. It does not sound delicious. Yeah, we, we I mean, want I really want to try it. Yeah, for sure. Wait, why would you want to try it? I want you to try it. I went. You know, I did some work for um, uh, dryers. 
I was probably in my 20s, right? And uh, Dryer's Grand Ice Cream, they make you know, some pretty cool ice creams, whatever. I think the Snickers Bar, right? They made that. Snickers Ice Cream Bar, which is pretty good. Uh, but they always had these, this little bin in the freezer that it would have uh, this crazy concoction of ice creams that like some mad scientist was always putting out, right? And one of the ones they put out was, at that time, was like a jalapeno salsa ice cream or something. Yeah, something kind of like that. And you could just reach in the bin, and you could you could just pull it out. You could try it, right? So I did. It was totally disgusting. We got past like three bites of it, <laughs> but surprisingly, like I guess they had cayenne or something. Because man, that thing, I think it was hot. It was it was spicy. But you had little little bits of, of jalapeno look like or something. It, it wasn't a bad ice cream. It just wasn't something that well, it's frozen. You want to eat, right? You're not supposed to eat jalapenos in ice cream for one thing. Yeah, I don't think it made it to market, but it made it inside their freezer. So yeah, Oscar Mayer, great. We're probably going to order some of this or try to get some of this in. Hopefully, we can try this and tell you what it's like. Yeah, I think John's going to hit him up up socially and on social media and see if maybe we can get a couple of those ice cream sandwiches and we can try it on air and maybe we can get that filmed. And we're looking at doing online, either live, you know, Facebooking or videoing this stuff and and put it on YouTube. Uh, Maybe we'll go with whatever platform it is but we'll let you guys know and then we can sit there and eat this stuff on air and see what the rea- reactions are and all that good stuff but nice nice honest reactions immediate honest. reactions yeah, yeah james think you have a recipe for us is that correct no i, I do I, I um kind of alluded to it the episode before that on some of the cook-offs we used to do on friday nights where we get all the meats prepped and get stuff ready for the competition the next day we always wanted a little bit of a snack that we can eat on while we're drinking beer. And, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you don't want to eat like a fucking five-course meal out there while you're drinking beer because it's just – everything's just so heavy and – It's too hot. It's too hot. You can't do it. So we, we came up with this little recipe that, that we knock out these wings. And I, I'm not even lying. It's a killer wing recipe that anybody can do out there that everybody will freaking love. The, the way it goes, it starts off, I start off with the whole wing. We're talking the drumette, the flat, everything connected. So it, I go to my grocery store, which is H-E-B or Kroger's. And so whatever you guys listening, I'm sure you can go down to your local market or whatever and you can pick this up. I don't get the small, small drumettes or the small flats separate because they're, they're, just, they're just too small. And they will tend to dry out and it, it just won't taste that great so you get the bigger ones and they usually get them probably in about a five pound bag and then throw them on the smoker and what i do is i cook them indirectly on a smoker that's the best that I mean that's just for me to you that's the best now i understand a lot of people out there don't have indirect offset smokers and all that type of stuff so a weber a weber smoky mountain traeger pellet grill whatever it is Weber just a Weber Weber, work it out so we'll get these wings take them out of the bag I'll pat them down dry them off frozen or are they they raw I mean I know it's raw but are they are they unfrozen like are you in a bag I'm kind of confused yeah, they, they, they're, they're raw, but okay. maybe sometimes they might be a little bit of frozen. Already frozen a already bit, when you get them, you you, they thaw might them out. thaw out just okay. a little bit. Okay. So probably how many you get in a bag or a pouch? Or I think it's whatever. about a five-pound bag, so you probably get like maybe 20 or 30 wings. Whole wings. Whole nice. wings. Okay. That's great. How so much? Maybe 15 bucks. That's not bad at all. I mean, it's killer. I mean, that's not bad usually we just buy one thing, and then, I mean, that feeds a shit ton of people, and everybody's happy, and everybody's fed, and yeah. we're all good. So I take them out, dump them in a tinfoil pan, pat them down, and then I'll get the old um, trusted mustard where we take the mustard, squirt it on the chicken, rub it all over, and it really, I mean, you guys have probably seen it all over the internet, but it, I mean, it, it I was going to say with the uh, Crescent Ranch in the uh, study, when you say Colonel Mustard. So no. I don't know. Not Colonel Negative. Mustard, just oh, the mustard. He says mustard. Okay. okay. No, you failed. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so rub the mustard all over the chicken. The chicken acts as a binder for all the rub and the seasoning that you put on there. So when you do transfer it to the smoker, all that seasoning is just going to sit there and stick on it. As opposed to just burn off, melt off as soon as Flake the chicken off. starts yeah. cooking. Yeah, for sure. So and the rub that I put on there, I use kind of like salt and pepper rub. So salt, pepper, garlic rub. You can go in there with just like maybe just a garlic powder 
sprinkle of garlic powder. You can go in there with a little seasonal and then a little something a little bit more spicier, which is probably like Tony Sachery's or you can get to slap your mama's or whatever you guys are used to using. So you get kind of the saltiness and the spicy pepper, whatever. So if you got an SPG rub that you guys like, throw that on there. Shit, all good. So you don't want to go crazy and start adding some like sweet chicken rubs or some weird flavor profile that you like, whatever. It's not about that. We're going with just smoke buffalo barbecue wing i agree with that like i think you get a little too like everybody was used to cooking chicken and i know you probably have your own way of doing things and whatever but it's not like we haven't tried a whole bunch of different recipes in our in our past but the one we always go back to is this mustard spg style rub with Mm -hmm. with something maybe a seasonal and something spicy right something just gives it a kick i think it's, it's a really good point to make because sometimes you don't want a sauce like, I, I like sauce, sometimes I don't like sauce, right? So, at least and you have a really good wing. Honestly, you can probably just eat this wing straight as it is, as it comes off the pit. You don't have to sauce it with the buffalo sauce or anything like that. Right. But we like the buffalo flavor, and uh, there's, a, there's a couple of them out there that we've tried, and I'm sure there's plenty out there on the market that you guys are probably more familiar with or that you guys like. Hey, by all means, try it whatever you're familiar with or whatever you like personally so we'll take the wings we'll put it on the smoker and we'll let it go for i'm gonna say probably two and a half hours two hours to two and a half hours at 250 degrees okay i I know in the back of your mind you're thinking like that's a long time to do wings but it's not really no it's not and they're jointed right it's jointed wing jointed you're, you're cooking them indirect heat. Indirect heat. So I, I can see that. And another thing that, that's kind of like and a mis, misconception that I see thrown out there is like, okay, problem. Once you hit 165 degrees, you're good. You pull can them. pull them. Yeah. Not really. I mean, for me, doing legs, doing the wings or whatever. Dark meat. Or the dark meat. are actually white meat, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but the legs are dark meat. When you go to 165 they still haven't they that meat still has that kind of rubbery yeah, it texture has a, has that, rendered, get, it, right? that consistency that yeah. i don't personally like so you can actually overcook it a little bit and you can probably go to 170 or 175 One, yeah, 180 yeah 180 yeah so there's still like an intuition i yeah. guess you could say in there because you know yeah. like this is what it's supposed to look like mm-hmm. but only because this probe is telling me it's ready to go you know you're like eh, it's still not ready to go yet yeah. so well, this, for you guys at home the big telltale is if you take that chicken wing and you grab both ends of it and you pull it apart and split it apart, and if it pulls apart like butter, I was so, I was so hoping you were about to say it flies away because that would have been awesome. No, it's, 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 it's so done. you're splitting you're splitting the flat from the drum. The drum, correct. Okay, so if if you take your wing and you, and you split it in half and your flat and your drum just instantly break apart, then just not breaks, just comes apart. Yeah. Right. That's a done. That's yeah. a done wing, right? What I usually do is like I take my tongs and I grab either the flat portion or I grab the the drum portion and then I twist my hand and I kind of like do a kind of like a twist motion where I'm pressing down on the other end of the piece of wing and if it just splits apart, then okay, it's done. You're good yeah. to go. Yeah. Start yanking them off. And so what we do, we love doing the Hooters Hot. I know at our That's grocery store. Sauce that is around us they have it and it's in a jar and it has the spice and literally i think half of it's made of butter because when you open it up it won't pour out of the jar instantly you have to scoop it out like it's freaking mayonnaise i was going to say that it's yeah. like it's very thick very right? thick it's very just uh, it has so you, to it kind of melts it does on, we, on the when wing. you dump it on the wings and you put some tinfoil on top of it or a lid and you start like shaking it around that heat from the meat starts dissolving and melting everything do money it's so good it's so good yeah uh, another honorable mention moore's marinade do they have an awesome buffalo uh, wing buffalo flavor sauce out there i think they got a couple other ones out there whether it's habanero or teriyaki or whatever it is but buffalo awesome for sure for sure nice we interrupt this regularly scheduled podcast to bring you a very special message Do not attempt to adjust your channel or change the dial in any way. Now that I have your attention, 
Please be advised that the following material may contain language and graphic content that might not be suitable for young children or the faint of heart. Today, the guys finally let me talk about murder. (laughs) This story that I found involved barbecue serial killer and, of course, roadside pit barbecue. Disgusting. And so I was like, I have to tell this story. And I've never heard of it before Before I started doing some of this research. It's and true? It's a true story. Okay. Now, some of it has not been corroborated. Corroborated. That's the word I was going to go with. And it's kind of hard because, I mean, we're, we're going off the word of a serial killer of saying this is what he did. This guy got well, caught. Let's hear the story. Come yeah. on. So I'll tell the story. He got caught. He, he got caught. Okay, good. Because I was about to say, look, yeah. we're not in Pearland. I'm not on this podcast. Right. <laughs> I mean, Jan does have a story about him running into a, I don't know if it's a serial killer or more of just a child predator that. he, I think he'd killed a couple people, I think, or something. I think here in the Pearland, Friendswood area, which is really freaking sad. It is super sad. Uh, and they, they caught him. So. They caught him, yeah. So he's hey, a piece of shit. So. That dude is a piece of crap. So we'll get into the story of the serial killer named Joe Metheny. Well, first of all, if you have meth in your name, you're already probably crazy. Well, probably so. You know what I mean? Yeah, that or so. eat at Joe's, right? Yeah, or eat at Joe's. It's like barbecue. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds right, you know? Gross. Okay, so this article, didyouknowfacts.com, is what I got it from. And it was written by Matt Gilligan. I know. We're just throwing so many jokes out for Alden just like to chime in. So this this article is written by Matt Gilligan. Did you know facts.com? So you guys check it out. I'll get John to post a link so you guys can and see what it is. And uh, just full disclaimer, you guys you got some kids rolling in the car. You probably want to like maybe earmuff them or <laughs> Quite possibly, maybe just like skip forward uh, or turn it down a little bit until you drop them off from school or so. All right. When a woman named Rita Kemper escaped the clutches of 450-pound monster Joe Matheny in December 1996, the residents of Baltimore, Maryland were in for a big shock. Not only did Matheny confess to being a serial killer, he admitted to selling human meat to unsuspected customers at his roadside barbecue stand. But I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, you don't go there, for one. I can tell you that. Yeah. So clearly, what if he had, like, repeat business? Like, this guy Joe Medini is a badass barbecue. He might have had repeat business. Exactly. We don't know. And with that being said, I just... I'm surely he was insured by some insurance company or something, right? Health and... I mean... Who do you sue at this point? Like, how do you, like, my kids just loved his chicken fingers, you know, or his, uh, you, his rib, his hamburgers. His ribs were crazy good. Yeah, hamburgers French were fries, awesome. French fries were awesome, you know. Well, that's a potato, Alden. But still, that's what I'm saying. What do you think? I mean, I'm still, talking about the damn human meat you're eating. Well, I know right? that, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into, yeah. I'm just trying to help yeah. this guy These out. These steak fingers were, horrible don't person, help him but. out. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> steak fingers were my kid's favorite. Okay, so this girl, Kemper, was a prostitute who had met this Matheny fellow, uh, and he kidnapped her, brought her back to his trailer, severely beat her. Luckily, she managed to escape and reach the authorities. When the police took Matheny into custody, they had no idea the brutality they were about to uncover. Matheny himself told them, I'm a very sick person. Is that that large guy you showed me I'll show you a picture of this dude right here. Yeah, that's a large human uh, let me being. See. Hold on. This this dude is very large. That's a large dude. He's six one, probably about four hundred and fifty pounds. Bills. Uh, that four we bills at alluded least. to earlier. Looks like he's tatted up all his arms or whatever. He reminds me of what's that pro wrestler? The one that had the tattoos on his head. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know, yeah. I know kind of. Yeah, the flames. Yeah, the flames uh, tattooed on his head. God dang it. Uh, yeah, oh, you put me on the spot. What's his name? Ooh, uh, somebody, somebody's listening right now is like screaming it at their radio. I like, know. Rrr. I know. It's uh, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. 
I'm not saying Bam Bam is a serial killer. Kind of got the shaved head. He kind of looks like big a little old bit. school wrestler look. Okay, so Joe Matheny's murders, at least the confirmed ones, started in 1994 with the killing of a prostitute who he buried near his trailer. When soon after, his wife, apparently drug addicted, took their son you and say. deserted him. He went crazy when she left. It's like he went looking everywhere, left and right. Where's my wife? Where's the kid? Just crazy. So he apparently visited a spot that maybe she quite frequently, you know, visited, which was underneath the bridge, somewhere close to where they were. So he thought maybe his wife and son might be living there. Uh, But instead, he discovered two homeless men sleeping on dirty mattresses. Uh, The two men, Matheny believed his wife did drugs with. What did he do? He killed them both with an axe. Mm. I mean, that's a pretty tough way to go with an axe. I mean, I guess every way to go is, like, tough. Yeah, I don't know, man. you got to think about it. Somebody's just, even if they chop your wrist off, boom, they start with that. And then you go to your other wrist, boom. So you're just feeling just pain like, the just whole time. Just, like, just slammed in the chest with an axe. Or in the chest. It's not yeah. a knife. I mean, yeah. it's just, boom. Yeah. Especially with the it's blunt just, end of it. If you think it's about definitely it. definitely horror movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. I'm looking yeah, at a Jason. Look at a poster right now of The Strangers. The guy in the middle with the hood on is. Has an axe. The Strangers, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. That same night, Matheny allegedly lured. Two prostitutes under the same bridge with the hopes of getting drugs. And he was hoping to find his family's whereabouts. Well, apparently he didn't find the, or he didn't get the information that he was looking for. So he murdered both of them. Looking around, the killer, Matheny, realized a nearby fisherman had saw what he'd just done. So Matheny's like, well, I gotta kill you too. So he killed the fisherman. So what he did was he weighted down all three bodies and threw them into the river. The moving river. Mm-hmm. That will produce bodies. Oh, for sure. Soon after, Matheny was arrested for the murders of the two homeless guys. Uh, he was denied bail. He spent a year and a half in county jail. But he was acquitted after a short trial due to the lack of evidence. So they, they actually he, had him. They had basically they, got away with it. They arrested him. Hold on, okay, so, yeah. So, so hold on. So this guy murders some people. Mm-hmm. He so the police were like, "This dude's a dude," but we don't have enough evidence. He gets off. Hold on, this we we have the part where he's serving people. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to reel this in a little bit. Okay, so lack of evidence. So Matheny went back onto the Baltimore streets. Once again, he was free, and Matheny promptly killed two more prostitutes. But this time, he dismembered them and he stored their body parts in his freezer. This is where it kind of turns left on us, guys. He opens up a small barbecue stand by the side <laughs> of the road. In the next couple of weeks, he sold human meat mixed with beef and pork to customers. The cannibal told the authorities, I guess this is apparently after he got arrested. Oh, they're, now they're calling him the cannibal. The cannibal. Yeah. Told the authorities after he was arrested. The human body tastes very similar to pork. If you mix it together, no one can tell the difference. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> uh, I'm never going to know because I'm not eating human. And I guess I'm taking Medina's word for it. Like, first of all, I really feel sick to my stomach thinking about we eat in a lot of places. We don't know where their food comes from. This is why I say, guys, go buy your meat at the store or go kill it yourself. Bring it back. Process it. Cook it yourself. You know where it came from, right? So, How many people have that luxury, though? Everyone does. Well, everybody does, but how many people actually well, exercise the... There's, there's a lot of people that do. I don't know numbers. Have yeah, that luxury. I don't know numbers. A lot of you people I mean? actually do that. They actually source their own stuff, grow their own food, hunt for their own food. You know what? And to be honest, they're living to like 90, so maybe they're doing something right. Maybe we're doing something wrong. Just food for thought. Well, I'm 36, so I think I had 60 more years left in me. Of eating Whataburger. I was not eating. Yeah, he's not going to live 60 years. (laughs) I'll probably die tomorrow. So, who knows? Okay, so apparently his roadside business was going quite well. And he ran out of his 
what he called special meat. And he went back on the hunt, eventually luring Rita Kemper, which we're going back full circle from the beginning of the story, a la Quentin Tarantino, to his trailer. Kemper was to be butchered and sold to the unwitting public, just like the other two unfortunate women who had unbeknownst, crossed his path. Unbeknownst public. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but instead, she was able to escape from his trailer and then was able to put an end to Matheny's stupid crimes his stupid sickness and whatever so so he gets arrested so when the baltimore police department interrogated him Matheny said the only thing i feel bad about in any of this is that i didn't get to murder the two motherfuckers i really wanted to murder and that was my ex old lady and the bastard she hooked up with so So this was all that stemmed from pretty much infidelity yep so, and it, the article ends up with, so the next time you're riding down the road and you happen to see an open pit beef stand that you've never seen before, kind of makes you think twice about maybe stopping there and getting a sandwich. And then some of my other research that I went along with, look, he gets sentenced to death, but shortly after that, they reduce that to life in prison plus 50 years. Plus 50 years. Because of the kidnapping of, charge, of yeah. Rita Kemper. Which is a felony. And that is the story of freaking Joe Mathena. That's a large human being, dude. Open pit barbecue serial killer, a.k.a. Cannibal. Cannibal. So when somebody gets a life sentence, it's only like 70-something years, right? Because otherwise, they wouldn't give him two life sentences. So there's a year number, I believe, on a life sentence. Dude, so know. when so when they say like well he's got life plus fifty years, yeah I, I don't know we might have to like I mean if we got any lawyers that are listening to this then maybe they can they can chime in on Twitter and, and shoot us a uh, what it is on yeah just let I me think know life's like the, fifty years is it fifty years I think it's like seventy five I thought it was no that's seventy five years 50, I think it's like fifty years well, well yeah I mean I guess that's the question like well why do you get five life sentences sometimes like. Life means life, right? But it doesn't mean life. Well, for fifty years, because they, they look at it, you're being, you're getting out like in your in your seventies. Well, I'm talking about even even people not getting so, getting out like on parole or anything not like a, that. You're not really say a you're twenty and you get life. It's you're seventy when you get out. So that's a life sentence. So a lot of people would yeah. would think life that plus. life is you're in there for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, but it, but sure. it doesn't mean that you're in there for life because you're in there just for a set amount of time. Yeah. But yeah. now you get two life sentences. Boom. Or four or five life sentences, yeah, you're, which means, means you're, you're never out. getting out. Yeah. You're not getting out. So, but one life sentence means you can, you can actually theoretically get out, mm-hmm. unless they put no parole or whatever, anything like that. But yeah. so, but this guy did die in prison. Uh, yeah, well, good, good for him. Good yeah. for him. He, he done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and he go. Full disclaimer. How long do you live for? To tell, say that, uh, I think it was like. He had his little murderous rampage around like mid nineties, like ninety four, ninety six, and all that shit like that. I think it was probably like two thousand and nine ish. What was his no, name? I, I, what was his name again? Joe Medina. Joe, I, I, Joe Medina. Medina. Yeah. What I, was his serial killer name? That was his pit stop serial killer. I don't think he had really a serial killer a name. name. Yeah. They did call him Tiny. Oh, he was. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can see that. But. This did not happen in Texas, guys. Of course. This is Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. With us being a Texas podcast, we have to throw the disclaimer out there. And not throwing trying to throw shade at Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, well they produce great they great, produce Redskins place. over there and Ravens over there, so you got Landover, Maryland that'll produce Redskins. You got Baltimore that'll produce Ravens. So. Oh, the, the seafood over there, I mean the freaking crabs and all that shit over there is phenomenal yeah for sure i've never been i'm just not gonna say to throw shade but hey maybe you should come to texas for some barbecue next time Uh, (laughs) i'm just saying let's get into the barbecue pit fails Uh, i think we've got a couple of user submissions and we'll just see what everybody has i mean we'll go around the horn i think everybody's got something yeah uh, yeah we all have one say for sure yeah you want to go first out yeah we got uh so will max bbq so will max bbq so this is his story. So 4th of July, I'm, I'm speaking as Max, I guess I could say. 
Are you impersonating Max? I'm, I think I'm impersonating Max. Okay. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I like maybe this. in third person. Hey, we'll, we'll I, see. No, get, get into character. All right. Do this. So this is a Will Max barbecue. Yeah. Will Max BBQ. Fourth of July, I made ribs. Normally, I make my own rub that doesn't have much salt. And I layer it with the SPG rub. This time, I got lazy and bought a store-bought rub, which had a way higher salt content than the rub I usually make. That mixed with the SPG rub made these ribs basically a barbecued salt lick. Mm, I tossed the ribs and we brought a cheese and cracker dish to the fourth party. And that's the end of that. Okay, so so what, 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 what's the name? Max, what is it? It's Will Max BBQ. All right, so so Will Max Barbecue. That's that's a common thing that that I've done before, right? So you're not in the same boat. I've clearly mixed uh, my own rub with a store bought rub, and it's come out too salty. Lessons learned, right? I learned a lesson. You learned a lesson. One is spy your own seasonings and keep doing what we yeah, do. It's I, good. I still love the way he worded that, though. Yeah, it's just <laughs> that mix with the SPC rub made these ribs basically a barbecued salt lick yeah that is awesome "Mm, these ribs are salty (laughs) so yeah yeah for sure that's that's all happened to us that's uh that's probably a common thing that a lot of people with barbecue actually do is over salt you you don't realize especially if you're buying a bunch of different seasonings you don't realize how much salt is in each seasoning right so like the first thing i do now is i look at all the ingredients and i look to see you know Okay, salt, perfect. Okay, it's got it, all 10 of them have salt in it, then I may have a problem, you know? And the other thing that I do is I try. I, I try all the seasonings individual before I mix them or anything else. But it's only because I've made the perfect salt lick barbecue. So, uh, where you can't, you're like, uh, water and more, more meat. Water and more meat. So, can I add there is like sure. when you're looking at these rubs and you're at the grocery store and you turn them over and you see the ingredients on this and it lists out what's in it. I found this out when I had my dog, you know, a few years back when we were trying to find a dog food that will agree with him. We had to start going through like all the ingredients of this whatever dog food. So when you're looking at ingredients, whether it's and I'm just say dog food, or you're looking at what's in a rub, or what's in uh, what have you. The first ingredient that they list that is the most what would you say most predominant? important predominant ingredient, uh, predominant? Okay. yeah, in that yeah. recipe. Yeah, I, I can see that possibly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean hopefully, like that would actually be good if that's the way it always is. I'm not sure if it is. Is it right? Is that what you've heard? It's the first ingredient's always That's the most what I've predominant. Heard. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I've, I've known that since I was a kid. I, I did not know anything that. Anything you look at, so, the, the top ingredient on, on anything so you look at salt. is, is the most. Salt is the okay. first one yeah. on that. Is the you most. know that this okay. rub is pretty much made of salt. Heavy in salt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or if it's top ingredient is brown sugar, you, yeah. then you know that this rub is sweet, heavily involved with sugar. Yeah. And it's sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of an FYI for you guys uh, when you're when you're at the grocery store looking at the stuff. He's yeah. like, "Do I want a salty rub or do I want a sweet rub?" We got another user submission, and this is from Blake Harper, and I, I'm pretty sure we mentioned him earlier with the uh, when we were talking about the mixed spaghettis. He <laughs> wrote in, and he's on Twitter at ba harp eighty four. You guys check him out. He said, "Not as cool as almost burning down my neighborhood." a la the last barbecue fail that we had last week. That was Wes, I think. So he's like, not as cool as burning down my neighborhood, but this one time, it's like I forgot to take the, what he says, gut bags out of the turkey last year. So the the giblet. Giblets. The giblet mm, bag. Still in there. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, still in there. Stew so that up. <laughs> he, just, he just left it in there, and he just like, what he did was he's like, I, I stuffed it, with apples and oranges and garlic and herbs. It's like he just like stuffed all that hey, stuff in delightful. there. Delightful. Yeah. He's like, hit 140, never climbed. It just sat there. Yeah. Big ball of ice <laughs> in the middle of that damn <laughs> thing, ball. frozen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Stalled for five hours, oh, is what he said. That's so good. He's like, I shoved it in the oven and like I burned the hell out of it. <laughs> so apparently they don't make gravy, if you think about it. Because what, what do you need to make? Good giblet gravy. 
I'm not sure where you're going with this. We need giblets. You need giblets. taking all that you need, for sure. That need stuff juice, out of there. Right? You know what I mean? But, so, right, but, right. but do you know how to make it though? Yeah. No, but do you know how to make it? Yeah. Okay. Let my wife do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's where you went wrong too on that side. Uh, Actually, let my mom do it. She's solid. So yes, in the middle, like they put this bag, right, of the heart, the liver, right, all that stuff's in there. Yeah. Right, and then usually your turkey's frozen. You bring it home. Mm-hmm. So that, generally, if you don't let it thaw out long enough, that will be frozen in the middle. Right. It, there. It's just, just a be solid stuck shot. up in there. Yeah. You'll stick your hand up in there, and you're like, oh, that's just solid. It's solid ice. There's it's nothing good. in there. That's fine. It'll melt out. Yeah. And then you're like, no, that's a solid piece of meat still stuck in there. With like bag. That's a, bag. a lot of times it's like a bag, yeah. Yes. Liver yeah, well, and yeah. hearts but, and just everything but else. But I am going to say, he, he probably burned the outside of it and everything else. But those like those giblets, they were probably phenomenal tasting with, with the oranges and the yeah. apple and garlic and whatever else. So mm-hmm. that was probably tasty. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a solid... That's a, that's a, I guess it's a fail, right? It's, it's a fail. It's a solid yeah. fail. Hey, congrats. Hey, Blake, pull that giblet bag out. Yeah. Come on, man. We'll put it on the stove. We'll get some We'll get some chicken broth. We'll start stewing that. Then you can probably like, uh, I'm only guessing on how to make this giblet gravy. All right, so I'll tell you, right? So that's mm-hmm. good. We're going to do two recipes today. It's Oop. super easy. Second recipe. All right. So take all your juice that you got from this turkey, right? You're pulling the turkey out. You have all this pan of juice, right? In the bottom of the pan. That's right. Pull it out. Put it into put it into a saucepan or something a little bit bigger. And, and you're going to cut up. I need a little bit of egg. Everybody likes egg. You're, you're only doing the white part of the egg. You're not putting the yellow part of the egg in. So you're getting some boiled eggs that so you've done. Hard boiled egg. Yep. Cut. Hard boiled egg. Uh, you're going to do some onion. You're going to do celery. Uh, some celery. Yep. Chop finely. Not not and let let the kind of go. Let that kind of go on the uh, in, in in the pan a little bit. Second thing you're gonna do once you start that comes to a, like a, like a really good high heat, you're gonna take a bowl, some flour, and you're gonna take some hot water, and you're gonna mix that together where it kind of becomes like a soupy, thick soupy mixture. You're gonna slowly add that to your pan, right? So once you mix that in, that's gonna cause this. Uh, it's the trimmings and just the the juice from your turkey. It's gonna cause that to really thicken up and kind of gel up a little bit not gel but I mean, it's a bad word but thicken yeah. up it's almost like a roux yeah yeah almost to a roux and you're gonna salt pepper it and it's going to be phenomenal that's where you get your turkey giblet gravy then yeah. add your eggs at the end and it's perfect so yeah. for sure hey so i've got one i've got one here right. um last one of the night we've got slim pickens barbecue so I was struggling with my WSM. That's Weber Smoky Mountain. I actually didn't know that earlier. I, I should know that. I mean, I have a Weber. I just don't have the Smoky Mountain. But, but he says, I was struggling with my Weber Smoky Mountain, keeping the fire strong. I had way too much on the smoker and try to cover the grates with foil. And right there, <laughs> right right there, I see where you're going. It's you can't a, it's a, do that. No, immediate immediate fail. No, yeah. you can't do that. But I see the thought process, right? For sure. Like I've, I've been We've there. We've all done that. I've been there, right? So I should know better, but was trying anything to keep cleanup easy. And right there, I'm going to say this. Barbecue's not supposed to be clean. It's not supposed to be easy. We, we do this a lot. Try to, try to make things easy cleanup, yeah. right? And every time we do this, it bites us in the ass, it right? Does. We just have to, you know, it's one of those things. This is not for Slim Pickens Barbecue because obviously he knows, right? He's like, right. clearly I shouldn't have done this. But it's for anybody else out there. Hey. What's that What's that infomercial or that barbecue mat where they sell where you right. can, just, you can right. just slap it on oh, top of your grill? it grills the way it does. It's nonstick. It's and, nonstick yeah. and yeah. nothing sticks to it. And there's no heat coming up underneath this thing. It's so just, it doesn't melt. But, yeah, there's heat. So it'll cook what you want to cook. But it doesn't. All that juice is just sitting there and boiling the meat, meat. Yeah. that's just yeah, sitting sure. on this mat. For sure. Horrible. Don't buy that. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I've got a couple. I've not used it. They're still packed away. I've had them for about, I don't know, a year and a half. Yeah. Still in the saran wrap or, or, or plastic there. Cut some holes in it. <laughs> Cut some holes. Please cut some holes in it. So, Slim Pickens says, I should know better, but was trying to anything to keep cleanup easy. So, so airflow sucked in the smoker because it had nowhere to go. And that's a common thing. It's a common thing on offset smokers. It's a common thing when you're trying to build a fire just in general. 
I've seen, if you start, you know, you start small with small embers and small, small wood and you build up bigger. Even then, if you can't get any airflow, let me tell you, your fire is not going to roar, right? So he comes out, he said, after two hours of messing with it, he took the lid off and he figured he cut holes in the foil. It'll add air to the smoldering fire, right? Whoosh. There went a huge flame up the side of the smoker. So it's that right there is what I, I've witnessed this. I've done this in the past uh, is that you have a smoldering fire and you're, you're basically you're basically just feeding a lot of it's, it's heat, hot, you know, there's no oxygen. And then all of a sudden you add oxygen to it and the damn thing just bursts into flames. So uh, Slim Pickens says that uh, it took all the arm hair off his arm and he turned one problem into another. So no matter how long you've been cooking, got to be ready for anything to happen, LOL. And I, I totally agree. I mean, I think that's what makes a good cooker. I think that makes a good a good uh, barbecue and whatever else. Always expect the unexpected, man. Yeah. Hey, you know, we're going to have problems, right? So, you, you, hey, he, he lost some hair, but he turned around. He probably cooked a beautiful piece of meat and had a huge roaring fire in his Weber Smoking Mountain. So, hey, kudos to you, man. I'm coming to your house and cook. All right, eat, really. A shout out to Slim Pickens. Solid. Will Max Barbecue. Thank you for your submissions, guys. Yeah, and for it, sure. It's awesome. You for know, sure. We want to keep them coming in. We appreciate it, guys. We appreciate you guys listening. We want to hear all your barbecue wins, your barbecue, barbecue fails, fails, yeah, your war stories. I mean, we want to hear everything. I mean, it, if it wasn't for you guys listening and participating in, and doing all this stuff, I mean, we wouldn't be here. So we appreciate it. We love it. We want it to continue. Y'all guys, stay tuned. I mean, just want to say big shout out to uh, the people that aren't sponsoring us yet. How about that? Is mm-hmm. that a way to say this, James? Right. The people that don't sponsor us yet. One, I'm going to say Coors Light. You're not sponsoring us. Mm-mm. We like your beer. It's great. Uh, I think James was trying a new beer today. What were you trying today? Uh, we tried the Crush City IPA. Okay. And then, I, so Alvin, I actually noticed that you were drinking Bud Light, which you normally do. But you actually just had a Coors Light, which I was like, well, that's odd. So how was that? Not as cold as I thought it would be. The Rockies aren't as cold as the blue on the Bud Light. The blue on that Coors Light is not as blue as the Bud Light. I can tell you that. So. All right. Well, don't ever steal another beer again. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It was cold. <laughs> okay. There we go. Nice. Hey, cheers, guys. Thank you all. Cheers. We love it. Big shout out to John. He had to step away for a few minutes. A uh, little baby. Um, Got to take care of his children, man. Yeah. She wasn't feeling too well, so. Just grab them in the brisket.